So this is one of those episodes where I get to give a disclaimer because this episode is an episode of pleasure, of long-term sustainability, but also has a bit of that lack of pleasure for quite a long time. But either way, because of that first pleasure part, I do need to give this disclaimer. So here goes. Listener discretion is advised. This episode is going to feature quite a lot of talking about sex in addition to whatever it is that we will talk about. So if you are listening in a fairly public place, this might be a good time to wear earphones. If it's in a private place and you think you might be interrupted by someone who does not like this content or possibly children, then it is up to you to find a way to sort of insulate yourself. Okay, there. Warning given. Now, let's kick things off without further ado. Now, there is a male passenger who was arrested earlier this month after he allegedly was caught masturbating on a JetBlue flight from New York City. Okay, now, having read this story, I do kind of feel like this guy was a little bit misunderstood. Or maybe he didn't get the information very well because when I think about it, you know, there's other places you can do it on, not necessarily a plane, you know, for hygienic reasons and so on. But in his case, I tend to think that he was probably given the wrong information or he wasn't given properly packed information. Because maybe when he was wondering whether he should take JetBlue, he must have been told that it's going to be a very enjoyable flight. It's just that there's probably not all that much nuts in there. And maybe to him he was thinking, you know what, maybe if I came with my own nuts, then it would probably be a hell of a lot better. Because, you know, the more the merrier. Right? Okay, maybe it seems like I might be overstretching it a little bit. Just a little bit. But just think with me for a second. What would make a guy go and start masturbating on a plane? Yes, there's catching flights, not feelings. And you know, he has nothing to do there. Or maybe that's what he heard and he actually decided to go for the latter. And by all means... It's unfortunate that he ended up doing that. But you know, let me just try and read this story for you. So a man was taken into custody at Detroit Metropolitan Airport for allegedly exposing himself on a JetBlue flight on Monday night. A spokesperson with the airline tells that crew members were notified about a man exposing himself and it looked like he was also touching himself. It got to the point where his neighbors seated next to him were moved. Okay. Maybe that first explanation that I gave about the extra nuts thing seems to make a little bit more sense because how else would you justify a man deciding to, you know, leave his nuts on the tray right when they're on the flight, you know? Because what's better than more nuts, right? Right? Although, I don't know, I don't know. Maybe the way I'm thinking about it is a little bit different, you know? Maybe he decided that he wanted his kids you know, to cross borders even before they were born so that they can be international kids and shit. So he decided to let them off on the plane. Maybe he wanted to know what it's like to be on the Mile High Club without going the extra mile with a babe. I don't know. It could have been any of those things. Probably he might have been feeling a little anxious because he wasn't feeling too much like himself because, you know, your senses kind of drop a little bit when you're above a certain altitude. So, you know, he decided to come to his senses. Like, he could have had any number of reasons for wanting to do all of this. And the problem is the cops just arrested him. And they gave him a misdemeanor charge for disorderly conduct. But when you consider the fact that guys, whenever they're nutting or after they've nutted, are some of the most harmless human beings on planet Earth, I don't even see why people were catching a feeling. Maybe they saw his dick and they were suddenly afraid that they might end up in another edition of Snakes on a Plane. I don't know. Either way, it's sad that there's nothing more to report here because I probably should have started the podcast in a much better way where I start by saying... 
Welcome to Breaktime on Westside, your number one Breaktime podcast coming to you from Nairobi, Kenya. The man on the mic is a man who didn't see nothing wrong with snakes on a plane because that movie was actually pretty legendary. He's a man who still wishes astrology was a study of ass. It is none other than your tall, dark and mildly handsome man, Sir Denver B. The show is Tweet Street, the show where we take a deep dive into Twitter, pull up a couple of tweets and break them down a little bit. Now, as usual, if you know the drill, then you can repeat it after me. If you don't know the drill, it's okay, I'm a saint. And if you do know the drill but prefer to keep quiet, it's okay because it's a very simple way in which you can contribute to the making of these episodes via sending us your tweets or at least sending me the tweets via Facebook, Twitter or IG because you can send them through there as well. And it's a very simple drill and it sounds like a song and it goes like this. You see that tweet, you like that tweet. You want us to discuss that tweet, you send that tweet. You send it to the DMs of at the D, which happens to be my personal Twitter handle, and I will take it from there and I will handle it accordingly. On Facebook and on IG, if it happens to be a screenshot, a screen grab, hell, maybe even made up as a reel, then the place to send it to is at Breaktime on Westside on Facebook or on IG. The DMs are always open, and I will take it from there and I will handle it accordingly. Now, as usual, a massive thanks to each and every one of you that's been listening before and even you who is listening right now, a massive thank you to you. There's a massive library of episodes. Go ahead, listen, tell me the ones that you like and tell me the ones that you didn't and why just so we can keep the conversations going. Now, I have a bunch of tweets that I need to discuss and I do want to get straight into them because there's some that make me relate to my past and some that make me relate to the future. But before I get into any of that, ladies and gentlemen, do you ever wish you or your man's beard game went up? Do you ever dream of feeling a full beard? Do you simply want a beard that looks and smells good? If you said yes to some or all of the above, Accentu is the experience for you or your man. Their amazing beard oil is set to revolutionize the market through the use of tested and approved organic ingredients that will make the No Shave November squad not only look ruggedly appealing but also smell cool and dominant. Get your first bottle for 15% off with their No Shave November deal through the link in the description below and allow you or your man's beard to finally say thank you. Now, back to the episode. Alright, so instead of going into my usual rant, there's actually a very long, interesting tweet story that I want to read. Uh, It's one of those ones that's posted up by the DCI in Kenya, and it's about a young man who sneaked into a high school in Nyeri to meet his girlfriend and the fact that he ended up being caught. So I'm gonna read it for you, so here it goes. A mission by a teenage young man to meet his girlfriend at a secondary school in Nyeri County last night was nipped in the bud after the 18-year-old was unmasked by other girls who raised alarm. Frantic efforts by the restless young man to trace his girlfriend from a crowd of girls walking to their dormitory bore no fruits, as the shocked girls started screaming attracting the attention of the school's guard and the principal. According to the sources from the school in Karima location, the young man from Gatugi Day Secondary School, who was dressed in the girls' school uniform from head to toe, joined a group of girls as they walked to their dormitories from their evening preps, minutes past 10pm. He then sought to know from one of them the whereabouts of a specific girl, but the girl became suspicious since the voice sounded unfamiliar and husky, prompting her to have a closer look at the person making the inquiry only for her to realize that the fool with a broad chest and hairy chin was a man dressed in the school uniform. She immediately started screaming, prompting a cacophony of screams from the other girls as they fled to different directions in bewilderment, almost causing a stampede. 
The school guard who heard the loud screams and scuffles as the scared girl scampered for dear life rushed towards the dormitories to find out what was happening. On his way, he encountered a young man who had pulled his skirt above his knees gathering it in a single notch which he held with the left hand as he sped off with long strides looking for an escape route. The guard immediately went after him and just before the young lad jumped over the school perimeter, he pounced on his shoulders and pinned them on the ground, aborting his seemingly well-planned mission. Police officers were alerted by the school principal and they responded immediately. The young man told the officers that he had been invited over by his girlfriend for some unspecified business that the officers could not immediately establish. However, three condoms, a mobile phone and a lighter were recovered from the extremely industrious student who had stuffed his chest with pieces of clothing to create a false impression of a female bosom. He was whisked to Odaya police station where he is being processed for the offense of preparation to commit a felony. This incident comes at a time when secondary schools are preparing to sit their national examinations that begin on December the 2nd, 2022. Okay, so I remember reading this story and thinking to myself, my goodness, if babes in the current generation of high schoolers right now are choosing to scream and raise the alarm the moment they see a dude in their high school, which is girls only, as their first option, then clearly we've moved a hell of a long way from where my generation was because back in my day if the stories are to be believed then the babes would have legit just shagged them like straight up there's a story that used to go around during my time in high school which i don't know if it was entirely true and i can't really specify the exact high school because that story has been passed around a lot but it's been said that it was either state house girls or pangani and if you don't know this story you didn't do the kenyan high school system so apparently some seven girls went and raped a watchman and they pretty much shagged this guy to death so that was a story that was pushed around because apparently the babes in high school are super horny and there's no real evidence of like dick around them besides the watchman so they decide to shag him there's a more recent story that i got a couple of days ago about a certain high school where now it was 30 babes and two watchmen and one watchman managed to run away and the other one died now i can't speak to the reality or the trueness of the stories themselves but it was a pretty evident sign that babes in high school were genuinely horny people so to think that babes today are deciding you know what let's not fuck this guy let's raise the alarm so that he can get caught clearly shows that they've really moved up a notch even though let's be quite honest there's babes nowadays that are in their late teens and early 20s that are shagging a hell of a lot more than my generation or the people older than them were doing. But that's a story for another time. Because I have an even bigger issue here and it's with a guy. Like, how the fuck are you getting caught with three condoms? Why the fuck do you have three condoms? Because let me be very open and straight with you. It's either dude should have one condom or no condoms. Just saying. Because you think about it, if the guy goes with one condom, then he's very clearly going to shag his babe. And you know he's just going to shag his babe. That was his main goal and what he intended on doing. Because you know, you're not exactly going to do an entire three rounds the entire night or some shit. This is a high school. There's gonna be patrols and shit. And bitches talk of course. So you're gonna carry one. Or you carry none just in case even though you bang your babe, you know a couple of her friends wanna come through and they wanna get shagged as well. You know, you can give them pipe as well. You know you don't have to tell them all to share one condom because now yes you use one condom on your girlfriend the other two on a bunch of other babes that they can keep quiet how the fuck will all of them share imagine if they turn up as 10 babes like i feel like this guy didn't entirely think his plan through 
and I know a box has three condoms, but still, he didn't think his plan very well through. How the fuck do you come with three condoms? That's probably why they even reported him, because they realized that there's only two condoms and there's like five of them. So of course, there's not enough for all of them. Although, now that the guy's been caught, I hope he learns that, you know, the next time you're gonna do such a thing, you know, it's either one or none. So I will leave it at that and I will move on to the other tweet. So on to our very next tweet of this episode. If the clitoris is the only organ in the body whose sole purpose is pleasure, why don't y'all get any orgasms? I'm actually asking this question as well. Like it's one of those questions that I wonder a lot because babes have the body that has the body part that has the sole purpose of just pleasure. And yet they're the ones that they complain that they rarely if ever get any of it. Like it makes absolutely fuck all sense. And I agree with what this guy is asking because how is it that us guys, we're the ones that have no clitoris. Yes, we might have a G-spot somewhere where we don't really want to access all that much, or at least most of us don't. But how is it that we're the ones that are getting pleasure and you guys aren't? Because you guys have a body part that is specifically for pleasure. Like, it still sort of eludes me. And yes, I know, babes are always gonna be coming out saying, uh, you know, y'all can't find it. Oh, it's like the G-spot, y'all can't find that shit. Like, let's be very honest. When you kind of think about where exactly the clit is located, even though it's not too hard of a place to find, it's kind of like every other thing with babes. Where it's not straight to the point where it is, you kind of have to go and dig deep a little bit. And I don't think guys are built for that. Like, I'm just going in there to try and get my nut, and you're expecting me to give you your nut as well. Like, why the hell am I doing double the work? It makes absolutely fuck all sense because I'm supposed to go and, you know, begin with the foreplay because y'all don't allow us to just take off your clothes and stick it in. So I have to begin with the foreplay, I have to be nice, I have to be sensual, then I have to start being dominant, then I have to start looking for your nut, then after that I have to start looking for my nut, and then after that I have to hold you afterwards. Like, this is why guys can sometimes look at sex and be like, you know what, this shit is hard. Like, we love it, but this shit is hard. And one of the things that guys sort of get to notice at some point is that it's not that we get our pleasure through babes. Babes usually look at us as the people that are supposed to give them pleasure. So it's like you get pleasure through the guy giving you pleasure. For us, we don't get our pleasure through the babe. We get our pleasure in the babe. Like it sounds a bit weird, but let me try and break it down. So yes, of course, there's the part where, you know, I get my pleasure from my dick being in a babe, you know, inside the vagina. But, you know, it can also be inside her mouth or, you know, inside the palm of her hand or some shit. At the end of the day, you know, my dick is getting pleasure because it's in something. But on top of that, it's not like that's where, like, the ultimate pleasure is. Yes, there's the feeling and everything, but, you know, there's stuff like, you know, how the babe feels or, you know, when she throws that ass back or her ability to ride, or, you know, her ability to throw that ass back and then look back at it. Like, those are things that we derive our pleasure from, which is why we can see that shit in porn and we're like, oh my goodness, and all of a sudden we're just nutting. So, to be very honest, our derivation of pleasure is simply based off of us having a fantasy and seeing small bits of that fantasy sort of play out. Like, you know, someone doing a certain move on you in bed. But with babies, it's like we have to go ahead and complete the fantasy on one side then we have to go and put in the physical work of inducing the orgasm on the other side 
Like this shit is a lot of work. And to be very honest, if it wasn't for the fact that guys love sex so much or we look at sex as a reward, I bet a lot of us probably wouldn't be having sex all that much just based off of the amount of workload that we have to deal with all in the name of making sure that both sides are satisfied. Although. Let me not whine about it because I actually kind of like this shit. So I will leave it at that and I will move it on. So on to our very next tweet of this episode. Too many men take till death do us part seriously in their marriage. If that ain't the same woman you fell in love with, you need to leave her. Don't waste your time watering dead flowers. Suffering in silence for years is crazy. You're wasting yours and her time doing this. We all know or met that one guy that absolutely hates his wife and they've been married for however many years. That's time wasted. Every single one of those years could have been better if he accepted the fact that he needs to get a divorce. Okay, so what dude is trying to say is we shouldn't take the idea or you know the terms till death do us part when we're busy saying our vows seriously. Like, I don't know, maybe it's just me that looks at it a little bit differently, but I think that that's absolute bull. Like, why would you go and make a vow in front of God and man? You know, assuming that you're Christian or, you know, you're not atheist and essentially you're doing, say, a Christian wedding. Why would you go and take an oath, make a promise, take a vow in front of God and man and add till death do us part if you don't intend on honoring till death do us part? Like, this is the kind of mentality that kind of annoys me to a certain degree because yes, there's nothing wrong with looking at marriage and saying that probably it should be a little bit more contractual than the permanence that it's sort of given, you know, so that people can sort of get into marriage, not with the whole idea of, oh my goodness, I have to sit with this person for the rest of my life, but because people sort of have to perform to a certain degree. And yes, I can get that that's actually a good idea. Hell, I've even advocated for it. But going into it when you're saying till death do us part and not honoring the side of till death do us part in as much as you can, I think is a massive disservice to yourself because one, it shows that you can't keep a word. I'm not saying that I judge people for getting out of marriages or anything. It's just why get into something and yet you don't intend on fully like fulfilling the obligations that you've set out, which is actually why a lot of guys are very, very choosy when it comes to who it is that they choose to marry. Because at the point in time when you're doing that, you kind of have to vet the person because you're technically betting half of your net worth at the time or even in the future that you're pretty much going to be with this person for the rest of your life. So for you to get into such a commitment and then look at it and be like, you know what, I'm going to leave one foot out, I think is very disingenuous. It's very bad to some degree because it means that if such stipulations exist then it means that some people will go and get married for like three years and be like you know what i'm tired of this person i'm leaving them then you go to the next person you chill for a couple of years you leave them and yes commitment is a burden that a lot of men do tend to shoulder quite a bit of but when people are doing it like this then it actually ends up becoming toxic which is sort of why even though I was sort of for the whole idea of looking at marriage as a contract, I wasn't looking at it from the point of let's end things and people can move from one relationship to another. I was looking at it in the sense of let us go and review the relationship, the marriage, the contract that we set out for each other every so often. Whether it's maybe every six months or every year or three years or five years or ten, at least if you guys can review shit and talk about stuff, 
you'll understand that even though you change as people, that there's some things that are worth remaining together for. If the person that you are with has changed for the better, then good. If they haven't changed for the better, then you can point it out and they can see if they're going to do something about it or do absolutely nothing. At the end of the day, it's all about understanding each other. So this whole idea of, oh, till death do us part, you shouldn't be taking it so seriously, that's absolute bull. You're a guy and you're expected to commit and you have a responsibility the moment you choose to commit. Live up to that responsibility or don't bother committing. Although then again, considering that I am not married and I have no idea the, the kind of perils that come with marriage, maybe I'm speaking out of my ass. Maybe you can tell me if I'm saying the truth or a lie, but either way, I've said what I said, so I'm going to leave it at that. I'm going to move it on. So on to our very last tweet of this episode. The longer I'm celibate, the more I can't imagine going back into the sex pool, being sexually intimate with someone who doesn't treat me with heavenly, godlike adoration and allow me to love them the same. I have no desire for the casual nature of what's out there. I want substance. You want to know something that's funny? Babes usually come to this whole realization that like casual sex in the streets are and all that and having something more meaningful with substances there when they decide to take a break from dick. Like it's one of those things that babes realize when they decide to take a break from dick but more so guys will realize that after they've gotten a lot of pussy that way. Like it's sort of like a weird almost paradoxical kind of way to look at it because for a babe to look at sex as something a little bit more sacred that should be done with someone who has a lot more substance, it requires them to not take in more dick. And for the guy to sort of realize that, they have to, you know, have a lot of pussy coming that way. But if more babes were sort of doing that, guys would have less pussy. And if more babes were giving it up, then guys would want something a little bit more concrete. That would mean babes who don't give out as much pussy to other dudes. Like, it's a weird sort of circular, almost paradoxical way to think about it. But it's very interesting because whenever babes usually come to this realization, or at least from the babes that I've spoken to, it's usually after they've not had dick for a while when they sort of realize that them saying no actually gives them a lot more power or makes them feel more powerful because as the beings that carry the keys to sex them saying no literally makes sure it doesn't happen as opposed to you know them freely giving it to whoever it is they want because you know they feel like the orgasms might make them feel a little bit more powerful which is kind of why i'm sort of against the whole female sexual liberation movement and shit and I'm not really trying to sound anti-woke or woke here or anything. It's just babes feel a lot better when they end up not banging any and every single guy. Or at least they end up not banging a lot of guys. Because at the end of the day, any woman that claims that they feel more powerful because they've been sexually liberated, go ask them their body count and they will be shy to tell you the number. Guys will probably not have too much of an issue giving you the number. Their only worry is that it'll probably be really low or it might be considered to be too high. But if you take that one out of the matrix, then you pretty much have guys who'll just spew the number of people they've banged. Babes will decide if one's a body count or not based off of how they feel, whether it's the beginning of a new year, whether they've been getting good or bad dick for an entire period of time. Like, they'll decide that shit differently. But with guys, for guys to now start valuing sex as something that should be more than just the physical, they kind of have to get more pussy over time. Like, 
they have to get a lot of pussy from a bunch of different babes or just a lot of pussy in general over a short period of time such that the pussy now stops being this incredibly you know rewarding thing that they have and then it starts becoming something a little bit more normal then all of a sudden at some point they'll be like you know what I don't just want the pussy, I want something more than that. And at that point, that's when they'd probably make for a very good partner. The only issue is there's not that many guys that get that much pussy, so it's not like guys ever come to that realization all that much. And so there's a lot of guys that are still out there trying to get more and more pussy because the idea of getting pussy is still such a nice thing to them that they can continue chasing it whether or not they're in a relationship. Although. Then again, I might be wrong about this, just the same I might be wrong about all the other bits of shit, so I want your thoughts on it. The DMs are open on Twitter, it is at BagakaTheD, on Facebook, on IG, it is at BreakTime on my site. Thank you so much for listening all the way till the end, and I will catch you guys on the next break. <laughs>